Welcome to RADCAST, a series of youth-created podcasts showcasing the Allegheny Regional Asset District, RAD, which provides financial support to Allegheny County's libraries, parks and trails, arts and cultural organizations, regional attractions, sports and civic facilities, and public transit. I'm Morgan McRae. Joining me this week is Jules Smallis. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Doing well. This episode includes segments on the Associated Artists of Pittsburgh, as well as the Tuesday Musical Club. But first, we'll be taking a deeper look at the North Hills Art Center, a piece done by Dylan. The North Hills Art Center was founded in 1959, originally called the Artist and Craftsman Guild by a faction of devoted artists. They understood the significance of having a designated area where people all through the North Hills and neighboring communities could come to learn and express themselves while also valuing all kinds and forms of art. With that knowledge, each member, instructor, director, and all the other people that helped to contribute to the center continue to pass on the goal that was established way back when. Our mission is to provide a place for people of all ages to come and either experience art, either through looking at exhibits, creating art. We also like to focus as part of our mission that art is a healing process. So a lot of what we do incorporates art as a means of providing support for people that are recovering from things like mental, medical, personal issues, and they find art helps them get through those issues. That was Diane Ponterero, the president of the board of the North Hills Art Center. Ponterero is just one of the many board members that works to deliver fun activities and events for all ages to enjoy. As far as classes, we have classes in ceramics, painting, oil and acrylic, painting watercolor, drawing, fused glass, fiber art, folk art like Ukrainian eggs, stained glass, and that's both for children and adults. Even through the majority of the pandemic, the Art Center was able to continue housing their usual agendas, just with a few minor changes. The only time we had to cancel was when we were in the red phase, but otherwise, because we are small, we were able to continue with our classes because most of our classes tend to be like four to ten people anyway. So we were able to like social distance them and have them wear masks. For a while, we had our shows virtual, but then as soon as we were able to open up, we were able to actually have the opening and have the show hung in the gallery for people to come and see again. Surprisingly enough, the class participation managed to skyrocket in size. I think people just needed that ability to get out and be with people and be creative as just a means of trying to maneuver this crazy COVID thing. At least I found it was just so helpful for people to come and create and not be thinking about everything that had been happening. The North Hills Art Center continues to carry out their original mission even after 63 years of perseverance and hard work. For more information, visit them at NorthHillsArtCenter.org. I really love that piece, and I really love that they focused on the mental health aspect of art and how beneficial it was to people after the pandemic, even before the pandemic, in dealing with the things that come along with life. I think highlighting that is super important because it could make people that are interested in coming feel a lot more accepted and a lot more wanted to be in the space. I completely agree. And the way that they described art as a means of a sort of therapy is really interesting to me. I am not really an artist or necessarily a creative person, but I can see how that could be super beneficial to others. And even using creativity as an outlet, especially during the daunting times of quarantine and pandemic and I'm very glad to say that we are not necessarily in quarantine right now but at the time I can see how it'd be super super helpful to people. 
Right. And I like that they take a lot of different mediums in order to give that therapy to allow that self-expression, classes, exhibits. Even the class itself, they have so many art mediums, even international segments. It's it's honestly, it's important. And it's educational. Like she said, it allows people to escape from what's going on in their daily lives. So I think this organization is really great and people should visit the North Hills Art Center. Next, we will be taking a look at the Tuesday Musical Club, a segment edited and authored by Jade. How is it living in the city of Pittsburgh? We could have missed such a thing. We know where the University of Pittsburgh resides, Shinley Park, the Carnegie Library, but somehow our cars drove past the Tuesday Musical Club, located in Oakland, for 134 years, where performances occurred not only on the second day of the week, but during the day, weekends, and the rest of the week, with seven programs to join. String Ensemble, Sunday Program, Chamber Music, Vocal Choral, Piano Composer, Wind Instruments, and Renaissance Baroque. In 1889, the Tuesday Musical Club was originally established for stay-at-home women. Seasons later, they are now a professional music organization for students and adults. I'm Jan Stevenson. I'm the current president of the Tuesday Musical Club. Our mission is to serve the community of musicians and music lovers of southwestern Pennsylvania. Speaking of giving back, Tuesday Musical Club offers high school seniors the chance to earn $1,000 or more in scholarship money. The requirements are simple. You must reside in western Pennsylvania, be enrolled in any music program, then audition for senior members of the Tuesday Musical Club. Some of our members left bequests for that purpose, and then the money has been invested and has grown accordingly. We have people who are in school in other countries, as well as all over the United States, to whom we have granted scholarships. So if you're enrolled in an art school or just enjoy singing or playing an instrument, performing here might be a space for you to hone in on your talent. You even can get a chance to volunteer your musical expertise for retirement homes. Tuesday Musical Club even has a new folk and jazz division, which is a rarity to find in most music programs, especially in urban Pittsburgh. They were able to establish this during the pandemic. Sensibly so, this branch is slow to grow due to its new debut. In some ways, it's a proficiency division. When it's just the members only, we do not require the same level of performance ability. We require a higher level of performance ability for the open public concerts. People have passed a special audition to be a public performer. Audition details as well as information about applying for scholarships can be found at TuesdayMusicalClub.org. From flute to violin, the next scholarship winner could be you. I really enjoyed that piece, and in the beginning, like Jade said, we've definitely been driving past the Tuesday Musical Club for quite some time and just not even knowing it was there. This is the first I've ever heard of them and it seems like a really great organization considering that they've been around for 134 years. But all of the opportunities they have and the journey that they've taken from it solely being for stay-at-home women to just now including everyone is really, really amazing to me. I agree. I think that their scholarship for high school seniors is definitely a completely unique experience. It's really great to put that work back into the community and allow for high schoolers to really grow in their skill even and earn some money to put toward their careers. If you're just 
slightly interested in singing and maybe you're a little nervous about auditioning, you can test it out and see what the organization is like, but still in front of a public audience. Lastly, we have a piece on the Associated Artists of Pittsburgh by Jules Smollett. Pittsburgh is home to some of the most famous artists. Andy Warhol, Mary Cassatt, and Aaron Harry Gorson are staples not only in the Pittsburgh community, but around the world. But where did their journey begin? Look no further than the Associated Artists of Pittsburgh. Associated Artists of Pittsburgh, also known as AAP, was founded in 1910 and is the oldest visual arts organization in the country. Over the past century, their mission has been to support the work of visual artists from all over the city of Pittsburgh. They provide vital and challenging work environments for artistic expression, spaces for artists to find equity and sustainability in the field, and programs for Pittsburgh youth. I visited AAP this past month and spoke to intern Isaac Pleta, where he informed me on how AAP helps to publicize artists' work. I feel like most of the members that do have showings are coming to that point of being staple Pittsburgh artists. And I feel like every group show we have more and more artists that are like, okay, yeah, they're going to be staples. I also spoke to longtime member and artist Mary Culbertson Stark, where she was exhibiting her work in a showcase called Drawing from Experience in the summer of 2022. Her exhibit contained a series of pieces representing meaningful experiences in her life. Here she is on what draws her inspiration and why she chose to capture these displayed moments. Sometimes it is something that is spontaneous, and I see it and I go, wow, that would be very cool to do a piece about that. And a lot of times it's things that I have ruminated about and thought about and tried to analyze in your mind speak, as it were. Then I try to work it out on the surface. Along with AAP's Opportunities for Adults, they also offer youth programs. The Visual Arts Career Orientation Program, or VACOP, is a special education outreach opportunity which offers students a chance to work with professional artists in their studios. Their classes range from painting all the way to metalwork. Here is Madeline Gent, Executive Director of AAP on the VACOP program. Allegheny County students go with teaching artists or artists who work in different spaces throughout the city and kind of learn what it means to be an artist, like what you actually have to do. VACOP is not the only program that encourages students around Pittsburgh to explore their creativity. The Taking a Closer Look in the Gift of the Art program collaborates with Pittsburgh Public School educators and students to exhibit current and past students' work. AAP also takes part in VACE, which stands for the Visual Arts Coalition of Equity. This coalition hosts seven visual art organizations around the city of Pittsburgh. They come together to create equitable spaces for artists where there can be safe conversations about the inequalities in the field and they can make art more accessible for the Pittsburgh community. So we kind of came together to be like, what if we actively supported one another? And then in that active support of one another, what if we made arts more accessible, more transparent, and addressed huge inequity gaps that we have? Now this is really big work and we're not going to solve it, but we're going to do what we can to help those who are going to. AAP's fellow organization staff show continuous enthusiasm for the artist and their displayed work. Here is Mithri Sundar, an AAP intern on her favorite piece from a past exhibit at AAP. The collaborative work Stripes by Jamie Johnson and Haley Ebersole. That was from the Dynamic Duos exhibition, which was a collaboration between AAP and Creative Citizen Studios, which was a really just cool collaboration. It looks like you're standing on a balcony, I think, out into this like vast universe. If you're an art fanatic like me, head over to the Associated Arts of Pittsburgh to check out their current exhibits. Who knows, you might be looking at the next Andy Warhol. To learn more about AAP, visit their website at aapgh.org. 
Well, Jos, I absolutely loved your piece. It was put together very beautifully, and I do like how you included so many different people from the organization who just had so much lovely and touching personal experience. It was great. Thank you. But I do have a couple questions for you. So, who's your favorite associated artist? Well, obviously, we had the big ones like Andy Warhol, but I have to say, Mary Culbertson Stark's exhibit was absolutely insane. I didn't know she was going to be there when I was interviewing the two interns, but she was giving some private tours, and they asked me if I wanted to speak with her, and I did. And we had... I wouldn't even say it was an interview. We had a 40-minute conversation, and it was so difficult trying just to pare the interview down or rather the conversation into just one small segment because the way that she portrayed her art and the stories that she was telling me were just absolutely beautiful, and I wanted just the piece to be about her, but I know it's more about the rad assets, but it was really, really a fun piece to make. Oh, that's great. It's great to hear. So they talked about having a program that connects Allegheny students to artists or people who are invested in art or create art all the time and actually showing them the career. So like, how do you think that's beneficial to students to have that kind of one-on-one experience? I think it's super beneficial, especially if you're unsure about where you want to go in your life with your future, and especially in the art field. It is a very complicated field to have because it's so independent and it's not necessarily just signing up for a job unless you're becoming an educator. But I think being able to speak to artists and having the opportunity to talk to them and see how they create their works and even directors of galleries like Madeline Gent, it's just a really amazing opportunity to just get to know the field and what you could do as a student and what you want to do in the future. So my last question is, the piece really talks about at the end, making art accessible and closing that equity gap between artists and the pieces they create, but also the spaces that are accessible to artists. So what are your thoughts on how any other organizations can make art a little more accessible? Actually, another rad asset that I interviewed, the Silver Eye Center for Photography is actually part of the um, Visual Arts Coalition for Equity, the VASE program that you were speaking about. And I had no idea that the two were actually related until I got to interview both of them. And we began talking and I finally put the pieces together. And there are actually five other organizations that are in the coalition that are working to combat these inequities within the art space. So I think it's really important to realize that art isn't just about who you are. It's about what you're making and what conversations that you're sparking between people. So I think that's probably the most important takeaway that I had from interviewing with Mary Culberson Stark and the directors of both Silver Eye Center for Photography and Associated Artists of Pittsburgh. Oh, that's amazing. And once again, peace was great. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Well, that is all for this episode of Radcast. A special thanks to the Regional Asset District for giving us this opportunity to create these pieces and this podcast. And a very special thank you to Jules Smallis for joining me today. Thank you for having me. And that's all. We will see you next time.